Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. Thank you for tuning in to The Mage as well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hello Majors, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've had a good week so far. Today's episode is on Hecate. Now Hecate is a goddess within Greek mythology and she's a very interesting figure, as the Oxford Classical Dictionary phrases it, outlandish in her infernal aspects. She is more at home on the fringes than in the centre of Greek polytheism, intrinsically ambivalent and polymorphous. She straddles conventional boundaries and eludes definition. Her name itself has been argued to have many meanings. The main ones are worker from afar, or she who works her will. And Hecate has transitioned in her role over time. Ancient Hecate was worshipped as a goddess of abundance and eloquence, who bestowed generous gifts upon those who honoured her. She was a guardian against evil spirits, and as a guide through difficult transitions, particularly around childbirth and motherhood. She was seen as a single entity. But this changes slightly around 500 BC. She morphs and her darker qualities take center stage. She's seen as a fearsome figure, roaming the earth in the darkness with dogs and spirits following her. And she's often portrayed in her triple form, with three women back to back, acknowledging the directions of the crossroads which she also represents. It's interesting to note as well around this time that there was a lot of misogynistic stories floating around Greece and the solar gods rose to power. And it's also around this time that people start to petition her to fulfill curses. 
and it really sets the stage of what she commonly represents today, which is that of magic, witchcraft, the night, moon, ghosts, necromancy, and creatures of the night, such as hellhounds and ghosts. She becomes more of a deity capable of both good and evil. She's often depicted carrying a torch to remind us of her connection with the night, and in sculpture with three faces representing her role as the guardian of the crossroads. There's an interplay between ghosts and crossroads here. The Greek believed that the souls of those who were murdered or died prematurely gathered at crossroads, thus falling under Hecate's domain. Hecate is also considered a gatekeeper and could open the doors to sacred knowledge. In fact, she had her own mystery schools, and the mysteries were kind of like, they're kind of like cults, and they're generally associated with female earth deities. The mysteries were symbolic, and initiates had revealed to them occult and philosophical dogmas. The initiation, it was a long process, and those successful came out transformed, but forbidden to reveal what they had learned, in order to keep it sacred. Although powerful, she ruled over heaven, earth, and the seas. She didn't gain much spotlight when compared to the twelve other Olympians, and there's not a great deal of mythology around her. Her origins are murky, with some saying that she was born from Titans, the first rulers of the earth, who the Olympians overthrew with Hecate's assistance, while some saying she was the daughter of Hera and Zeus. She is thought not to be part of the original pantheon of the Greeks, but instead either from Thrace, which was an area of Greece, Bulgaria, and Turkey, or Anatola, the Asian part of Turkey. The most famous myth regarding Hecate, and arguably the most important within Greek mythology, is the abduction of Persephone. In some versions, the daughter is called Persephone, but in some she's called Kor, and Kor means young girl, and highlights her innocence. Hades was lonely in the underworld, and spoke to Zeus about taking his daughter as his wife. Zeus agrees to Kor's betrothal. Hades creates a flower to lure Kor to him. Whilst out picking flowers, she comes across his flower, and as she goes to pick it, Hades suddenly emerges from the earth in his chariot and steals her away to his underground kingdom while she's screaming. There were only two who bore witness. Hecate overheard Kor's screams, and Helios, the sun god, who sees all while his light shines. Demeter, her mother, searched for days. On the tenth day, Hecate went to Demeter, and told her what she knew, and said to speak to Helios. Helios told them what he saw, and that Zeus had sanctioned it. Demeter, in her grief, left Olympus, and transformed herself into an old woman, and found herself to be a nurse to Queen Metanira's son. Demeter, each night, was feeding the child Ambrosia, the nectar that turns men into gods, and was holding the child over fire to make him immortal. Metanira discovered this and panicked. Demeter, in anger, reversed her work and changed the child back to mortal as punishment, and told Metanira, I am the much-honoured goddess Demeter, the joy and interest of gods and mortals. Then let the people build a temple on top of the hill above the Kalakoron. Well... In my honour, let them build it on the most advantageous ground, and have them erect an altar beneath it. There, I shall teach you how to perform my mysteries hereafter. And that is how the Eleusinian Mysteries came to be, the most important of all the mysteries in the Greek world.
Hecate is one of the chief goddesses of the Eleusinian mysteries, alongside Demeter and Persephone, and there was a temple dedicated to her near the main sanctuary at Eleusius. Whilst this is happening, the world is starving. Demeter is the goddess of agriculture, and nothing is growing. Zeus sends messengers to Demeter, but she'll only grant harvest once her daughter has returned. Zeus sent Hermes to Hades, along with Hecate, and they guided Kor back. Kor emerges from the underworld, with Hecate guiding her with torches. Her innocence forever lost. She emerges as Persephone, meaning bringer of destruction or death. She returns to Earth as the queen of the underworld. Demeter, overjoyed with Persephone's return, goes back to Olympus, but realised that Persephone had eaten in the underworld. It's common in cultures all over the world that eating from a world that isn't your own, i.e. the underworld or the fairy world to name some, binds you to that world. Persephone had eaten three pomegranate seeds, and as a result, has to spend a third of her time in Hades, a third of the year during which her mother Demeter grieves, hence the seasons. Hecate became her companion and attendant, and it was after this that Hecate became a Catholic or underworld deity. There's a few things to note here. In terms of the bigger picture, there is a sense of rebirth and transformation. The underworld was a place where one went to be purified, healed and prepared for rebirth, rather than punishment, which is how we would see it today. Persephone, by leaving and returning each year, is constantly going through cycles of death and rebirth. Rebirth was important for the Greeks. Once a person died, their soul travelled to the underworld to await purification for rebirth. Part of this purification process was drinking from the water leaf, which wiped the memory from the soul of the life just lived. Initiates and members of the mystery schools were told upon death not to drink from this river, and instead to drink from a spring named Nimosuni meaning memory. Also, some schools created their own version of the spring, calling the drink Kaikion, which has been suggested to have contained psychoactive compounds. This was given to initiates to remember their past lives in their current life as a way to learn and grow. We should note that common elements in the mysteries, the descent into darkness and then the light, or into death and rebirth, also, Hecate emerges from a cave where she lives. I don't know if you remember, but in the spellcasting episode, I spoke about caves and how they weren't typically lived in, as they were a liminal space where rituals and sacred ceremonies took place. And also, some have suggested that the three goddesses that appear in the myth are actually three aspects of Hecate, maiden, mother, crone. Majors, my sugar pot spell, it's ready. We can lift off, and I want your cup to overrunneth. Sugar pot spells are traditionally used to sweeten your life and bring joy. And who doesn't want more of that? I mean, I do. Subscribe with the link in the description, and you can be added. What are you waiting for? There's no time to lose. Necromancy is the practice of invoking the dead. It was illegal in ancient Greece, but this didn't stop people from trying it in secrecy. Necromantians were all over Greece, and they were kind of like an oracle for the dead. It was believed that while the dead decayed, 
their souls would be free and travel down cracks into the earth and then into the underworld. It was on these cracks that necromantians were built and they were there to ask the dead for prophecies. These filters to the underworld usually work with gods and goddesses like Hermes, a psychopomp, which is a figure that guides people into the next life, Hades, his wife Persephone, and finally Hecate. The biggest temple to Hecate, and the most famous, is located in Laguna, in Turkey, and it was a huge cult centre. Today it attracts around 100,000 pagans a year. Samothrace contains a holy cave to Hecate, where initiation rites were performed. The Athenians honoured her during Depnon, which means evening meal. Hecate's Depnon is served to her and the dead during a dark moon, and there's a difference here to the new moon. Now, dark moon means there is no moon in the sky, and that does sometimes get called the new moon. However, traditionally the new moon was where there was a slither of the moon after a dark moon, effectively marking it as a new moon. And the meal would be left at a crossroads, which those who could not afford to eat could take. A sacrifice would then be offered, and then the household would then be purified. Hecate is also associated with plant law and medicines and poisons. The yew tree was particularly sacred to her. Many Norse traditions associate the yew tree as the tree of life, and it's no irony that every part of the tree is highly poisonous. The tree is also found in graveyards. She's also associated with the mandrake plant. Now this plant is magically famous, and the roots often resemble humanoid figures. Throughout history it was said that this plant would scream till the person who dug up the root died, so dogs were used in its cultivation, as well as many other magical plants. Dogs were also heavily associated with Hecate, and often a dog barking is supposedly warning of her approach. The offerings to the goddess were made each month during the night of a new moon. The goddess was especially appealed to by sorceresses for aid in their magic and spells, and appears on surviving examples of cursed tablets. She is most frequently mentioned in magical texts, for instance the Greek magical papyri. Magic spells could be made in secrecy, and hexes could be buried with the dead, who were believed to have the means to carry the curse requests to the underworld. Amongst the Chaldeans, Hecate was seen as an oracle and bespoke prophecies, an aspect that the Greeks overlooked, as Apollo was seen as an oracle with his temple at Delphi. They also believed that she had sacred messengers called Angelos, or where the word angel derives from. Cindy Brannan, authoress of Keeping Her Keys, describes her in relation to the Chaldean texts. She acts as a sort of protective membrane between the human world and the realms. Most cultures saw her as a virgin goddess, but some say she bore Skylar. Skylar is a terrible sea monster with four eyes and six long snaky necks that had grisly heads, and each of these heads contained three rows of shark's teeth, and Heracles would later slay this, and we can see the misogynistic undertones here. Today she seemed to embody the crone aspect, which the ancients never saw her as. She was always a maiden, and this idea really started to form around the Middle Ages, and it's also a statement about the treatment of witches and how they were perceived. If you want to look more into this, you could check out Cindy Brannan, Keeping Her Keys, or you could look up Sarita de Este's book, Circle for Hecate. That's all I have for this week, guys. 
I want to say thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram at the Majors Well, and it's the same for Twitter. The email account is themajorswell at gmail.com. Please get in touch with any questions, queries, stories, experiences, opinions that you want to share, and they might just get featured. If you want to support the show, I've left my Patreon link in the description. You can subscribe to my Sugarpot spell. The address is patreon.com forward slash themajorswell. If you want to support the show but you're not able to, you can leave a 5 star review, that'd be really cool, or you could tell your friends about the show, every little helps. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork, and thank you again for listening. I want to leave you with this quote from angelfire.com. Just as Hecate guides Persephone on her journey between the worlds, so she guides the dead and witches who seek to make the journey to the other world. Peace out, witches. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.